Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome to the LSE Day Trippers. I'm Gavin. With me tonight, I have got Davo and Dicko. And this week's it is well, it's Monday, so it's winners and losers. Unless you're beating Leeds six one last Monday when it was moved to Tuesday, <coughs> and you know how that worked. So, winners and losers. Uh, we talk about the weekend's football. We pick two winners, two losers. I haven't picked a thing this week. It's all down to Davo and all down to Dicko. So if it's really good, let them know. If you don't like the winners and losers, fucking hammer them. I'll uh, I'll, pu- I'll put their uh, Twitter handles in the description. <laughs> Um, Dabo, how are you? Good, yeah. yeah I watched uh, your video today of the one club uh, going around. Oh, yes. Hard to look at it today. Oh, it's a he's on that for Hard little chip with a little chip with a five wood off the green, isn't, oh. isn't it? Isn't he go, isn't no, it's, like, it, it, it's it's weird because you're trying to with a five wood to stay back but not stay too far yeah. back that you leave yourself in bunkers. But um, I know it was a good video. Check out Bang Average Golf. There's another one, there's well, another one coming good. on Wednesday where um, the Pro Tips series starts on Wednesday where we have the pro telling us how to hit all the shots on the golf course. And he does it on the hardest hole on the course. And it's absolutely oh, unbelievable. Watch, I watched, well, you see this fella hitting the ball. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, check it out. Um, check the, that video's out now and there's more coming. We're hoping for three a week from here on in. Um, D- Dicko, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, good. Um, I have to say that winners and losers theme tune's the best thing on the internet, isn't it? Um, it's probably the second best. The original winners and losers. Uh, oh, we had to ditch that, didn't we? We had to ditch that because I don't know some music producer thought it'd be great crack to try sales, and um, so we had, to get, <laughs> we had to get rid of that. Like, and, I, think and it's, was... I think it's I think it's can't they wake and open is, is the best part of it. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, as about to play Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, look, it is winners and losers. Um, it is brought to you by bookmakers.com. Check them out on their website. Um, for all the all the odds on all the sports across all the bookmakers, you can get it there. But remember to gamble responsibly if you are doing so. If you're not and you're not into gambling, the website's still good for stats, comparisons, articles, stuff like that. So you can check it out. It's a really good website, whether you gamble or not. Um, winners and losers. We're going to start with... Davo, I think we're going to start with your winners. Uh, it has to be Wrexham, Gav. 
Oh, has to he's be gone excellent. Okay. Gone, gone, gone down the legs. Uh, a little bit cheesy, I suppose, because I really enjoyed the. Uh, I really enjoyed the documentary on it. Uh, this is Wrexham, isn't it? I think that's the name of it. Yeah. I've watched none of them. Yeah, it's uh, you short. It's it's. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Going behind the scenes and kind of uh, pulling the curtain back to show you more, more so kind of before the boys came in, showing you how bad things were and stuff like that. But um, yeah, look, that notoriously hard to get out of that conference on National League. Uh, they're on a hundred and ten points at the minute with a game left. Something ridiculous, yeah. and it's absolutely madness. You could you, you could have put Notts County as a winner or a loser because they're going to end up on. I think they're on a hundred and six at the minute. Yeah, and I gone into the playoffs, but yeah, look, if coin look at cynics will come in and say, look at that play on X amount of money and a Paul is on X amount and this that and the other, but um, look at when there's only one place for grabs in a in a twenty four team league, mm-hmm. I think twenty four team league, uh, and you can throw money at it till the cows come home, but a lot of teams do that, they don't get it right. So uh, enjoyed, I really enjoyed the uh, the series and. It's been one to keep an eye on. Like they've been getting huge crowds. Uh, Kings of Leon are playing two gigs at that ground in the summer. They're going very Hollywood with the, with the two lads. But yeah, look, it was just, uh, I, th- I thought it was uh, they're getting a lot of eyeballs on on that league. And uh, yeah, look to, to get out to get out of the league, especially with the points total and, and be pushed out. It wasn't as if they were. It wasn't as if it was a procession. It was a procession for the two teams with them being on uh, such high points, and only one of them was going to get it. Uh, Wrexham got it the other day, so. Yeah, they definitely, definitely be winners for the weekend, Gav. The, the funny thing is, like, uh, I hope Notts County go up as well because I watched them play Notts County when they beat oh, yeah. them 3 2, and Notts County were brilliant. Mm. They, they yeah. literally just tried to play football for the whole 90. Yeah. Weren't interested in lo- launching balls. They tried to play football. So I, I do hope they go up. Look, for me on Wrexham, um, they've had a very tough time um, since they dropped out of the Football League. And I, I, I think it's a good, good few years ago now when they dropped out. Um, if I remember rightly, and they've had all sorts of issues. The two boys have come in. They weren't going to come in and not play our money in. You know, and let's be honest, every team down there would like someone to have a, a few quid to throw at it. Mm. I've seen people saying, you know, they're the non-league version of Manchester City. I don't I don't buy that, because on, until they start producing sponsors that only have a P.O. box to their name, and they start claiming they're spending nine million quid on plants around their stadium... Um, I don't think the Airman City yet. Look, when they're going to have to show the, the, their investment, is they have to get a return on it. That's the fourth thing. But as they go into this league now, they're going to be under huge scrutiny from the league, you know, as to what they're spending, where they're getting the money from, and how they're doing it. And <clears throat> I suppose for me that it's probably looking they're looking to get into the league and then start being, you know, regulars in in the football league rather than non-league and. They're gonna throw money, and I think that I think the, the the comparison to Man City is ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. Um, I I've enjoyed watching them the few games. I'm being honest with you. I've enjoyed them watching the few games, but um, we'll see where it goes because I think they're gonna get more scrutiny on them financially if they were to say go into League One in the next year or two. A bit like Salford City, um, who get massive scrutiny on them, but they get scrutiny because. Um, one of their owners, you know, flip flops on his on his opinion with regards to football finances on a daily basis. So that's why they get that they get that, I suppose. But um, it's a good, it is a good story. Um, but I, I think, and the Hollywood stuff and the and the you know razzmatazz of it and all the attention, the attention is really positive at the moment. 
but the scrutiny's coming because that's just how the world works. So fair play to them for going up. I think it's a ridiculous point, Sally. No matter how much you put in at that level, it's a ridiculous point, Sally. So um, fair play to them. Um, but they're probably going to have to watch their backs now over the next couple of years as to what way they're doing the finances. But they have the bases there for me. They have a good stadium. They've they've a great backing. They're the only team in that per- the only real big team in that part of Wales, from what I can remember. They're in Wrexham in North, North Wales. Wales. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah, own, they're yeah. the only big far, team. Not too far from Dicko. Not too far from Dicko. Not too far from no. Everton. And no. look, we're in we're in a season or two. Wrexham could be playing Everton in the in the in the um the 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 fucking Mersey River Derby. I don't know what they're gonna call it, but uh, no, look, it's it's a good story, but I think it'll be it'll be painted in a different light. I think in the next year, twenty four months. Dicko, Wrexham, Everton, big derby. Yeah, I'll be a massive derby. Yeah, the River D derby. I think it was. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, no. The one comparison I would make with Manchester City is that I think. If Wrexham were in an FA Cup semi-final at the weekend, they probably would have sent more fans to Wembley than Man City did, to be honest Man City brought that big flags and said he yeah. sold out their allegation. Yeah, yeah, same old, same old with them. But no, I mean, I I watched the, the uh, documentary as well, the Welcome to Wrexham documentary with the lads. Um, and I, I watched it, I, I watched it obviously from, from the outset and like it's been amazing really to see where they've, where they've come from, obviously they have their ambitions, and they went, they went and made a lot of the difficult, you know, they made a difficult decision with the manager. You know, there was a, there was a nice bloke in charge. There was a nicey, nicey feel. They were kind of always kind of, you know, top half, mid table kind of team. And then they just, you know, they obviously got to make the hard decisions. They brought in Phil Parkinson, and then obviously all of the silence. Um, that came after that. I mean, obviously the big one was um, was a scouser, wasn't it, Paul Mullen? I mean, he he he's absolutely. He, I think he dropped down two divisions, did it for family reasons. I think more than anything else, he was living down south, seeing an opportunity to come back up north with his uh, near his family, and um, he's made a, a you know a roaring success of it. And he's he's kind of a bit of a household name himself. If anyone you know had to name one player from you know. The, the non-league, probably Paul Mullen, you know, and um, apparently he's got a book coming out soon and, and he seems to be, you know, the favourite of of, uh, of the two lads at the helm. So, um, you know, it just goes to show, you know, this little, these little things will attract players and I think they'll attract, I don't think it'll necessarily just have to be the wages that attract, um, that, that attract, you know, a better calibre of player now that they get into the league. You know, I think I think a lot of players will kind of go there for the ambition and for the, for the for what they could potentially get off the field as well in terms of the exposure and and, and so on. So, I think um, yeah, I mean the the, the massive winners. The, the one thing they've got going for them now going into that division is like they've been fighting for one automatic spot for the last few seasons. And when you get into you know League Two, the, I think there's the four teams that go up. Um, and then. Definitely- at I think no, I think it's it's well, it's three directly, isn't it, and and one yeah. from the playoffs, and then one from the playoffs. So like, you don't have to go into that division and like you know tear the arse out of it, sort of thing. You can you can go up you know automatically in third place. So I'd say they'll be targeting now. They'll be targeting automatic 
um, promotion. They'll probably have to do some, you know, the usual kind of trying to up the quality of the squad sort of thing in order to in order to compete and be able to do that. But um, no, I like I, I I like it as a as a feel good story, you know. Um, I suppose they could have picked any club, but there was a little bit of romance with the fact that they had like the oldest ground in the country and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, there was a little bit of history there and, you know, you don't mind seeing a fan base that's been down on its luck for a long period of time, starting to see some good times again. So um, I, I, I hope it continues for them and they, they, you know, that they do get up and, you know, stranger things have happened. Um, I think, it was said there on the commentary the last time they were in uh, in the league, they were in the same division as Brentford. And, and, and look yeah. where Brentford are now as a club. So, you know, stranger things have happened. It's not, you know, they could easily, we joke about them playing at Everton, but we know we know the, the path that Everton seemed to be on. There's no, there's the, you know, you, you wouldn't bet against them being in, both being in League One in 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 two seasons time and Wrexham playing at that lovely new stadium yeah you know um, they'll get a big allocation I'd say the away allocation <laughs> um, but look I reckon the away fans will get the allocation where you can see Anfield from the upper tier because now Everton fans <laughs> want to sit there they've a big box above it um, born not manufactured um, how does one compare self-made folks with some money to oil rich kingdoms available finances as Tarek reckons they're odd people Look, they're going to come under financial scrutiny. But the thing is, I'm in, I'm I'm more I'm more interested in in when I look at it now and I think to myself, how much are they allowed to invest? Because we know people at football clubs are allowed to invest X amount of money over X amount of years. A lot of those clubs down there aren't in the position to invest that money, but these look like they are. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think it's going to be a case of you know. Um, I'll say it'll be sponsors, Gav, won't it? It'll be just that they'll be they'll be sponsored to the fucking hilt. They're already TikTok. And, yeah, but uh, but that's what I'm saying. That they will they will be sponsored to the hilt. They're, they're playing United in America in the preseason tour. They're, yeah. they're going to America. They're playing yeah. United. They're and, building a new stand. I think it's the, their own their own cup. Is it how they call it? Uh, yeah, yeah I think been, it is. Yeah, the that's been, that's, I mean, that, that yeah, was that's been leveled. That that's been leveled. Yeah. So, yeah. And the, the, you can see the bulldozers in there and whatnot when you when you were looking at the game the other day. So yeah, I'd say I'd say just I'd say I'd say I'd say to be honest with you, Gav, I'd say there's a lot of groundwork after going in already, kind of yeah. decision that, they, that yeah. we will we will get up and you now like like I don't know which one you said like I don't they might not have to go gung ho, they could they could they could start tailing back wages selling the project more to, to to some people than say coming in and going look at here's ten grand a week in League Two like. I, do you know what I mean? They could rather mm. come in and try and, and try and uh, foil uh, foil back the wages a bit, kind of sell the uh, ambition and the project and, and everything else that goes mm. with it. But I'd say I'd say the the groundwork as well and truly in place, Gav. I I, I, yeah. I don't doubt it because when you look at some of the sponsors they have already. But what I'm saying is is that you know whoever owns you know I don't know whatever other team in 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 the league in League Two. Probably don't have, you know, haven't got an owner that will come along and go, I'm going to invest 15 million quid in the next season or two seasons. And they're well entitled to You see, the thing with, the thing with FFP is, is that you have to spend X amount of what you earn, right? And you're allowed to earn. But that's, that's where it falls down because when people cheat on this, they cheat as to what they earn. Do you get what I mean? But the scope, like, like TikTok come in. If they want to sponsor Liverpool, it's going to cost them 100 million quid. 
But they can go yeah. into Wrexham and go, here, there's 10 million over two years and they go, fucking great. Do you know what I mean? Wrexham are going to be, you know, they're going to put them on the telly as much as they can. It's going to be followed to be a second documentary. Yeah, like, probably. You, like, you, like you said there, to be another year documentary in League 2, our first already following here and then there'll be a follow on when they get back in the league. There'll be there'll be fucking sponsorships out the fucking gate. Uh all the home games so they will fucking blah blah blah. It'll be it'll be mad. I think the last I think the last series that finished there was um was was the end of last season. So they haven't even released yeah, it. Haven't even done this one, yeah. They haven't mm. even released the feel good sort of season. The the last season they 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 Come second in the league, they missed out in the playoffs. Um, you know, it was a, you know, you really fell for them at, at the end of that that season of the of the documentary. Mm-hmm. So when it when it when this actually comes out and and it culminates in them getting the promotion and all the stuff that has I'm sure gone with this season and the hundred and odd points and the Titanic struggle with Notts County. I mean, I'd say that there'll, there'll be even more people on the bandwagon yeah. and it's just a momentum. I'll tell, tell you, I'll tell you who'll be rubbing their hands together the mouse calf. That non-league is on BT, the yeah. AFL of Sky Sports. I say yeah. Sky Sports are absolutely fucking rubbing their hands yeah. together. Because they'll be on, on, they'll be on, they'll be on as fucking many times as they can with them two lads fucking faces up in the stand. Yeah. Fucking as, as as much as is humanly possible to get League Two on the fucking on the television, their yeah. kickoff times be changing to get them on the telly, and they'll be getting the TV money all that and, and everything that goes with it. Obviously yeah. for scores. So yeah, it's it's be, they, uh, they've they've two lads there that are very successful. They have um um the the background they come from means that there's money where they come from, and um, they've their own money as well. And then like every all these massive companies are American based. And want to be, yeah. they'll want to be man, part. Yeah, man, is a Rob McElhenney is an absolutely huge sports fan, Philadelphia Eagles and stuff like that. So it's not as if he's one of these kind of self-made millionaire that's from somewhere and doesn't really overly give a shit. Like his, like he's, he's fucking like us with Liverpool with the Eagles, and mm. I'm not even sure about the 76ers and the, the Phillies and whatnot, but definitely with the Eagles in Philadelphia, he's he's up in his box and he's effing and blind and he's down whatever the, what what we'd be like when we were watching Liverpool. Yeah. So. There, yeah. there is a, like he is a, he is a sports fan. He's yeah. a big sports fan. Well, look, Ryan Reynolds we, maybe not so much, but definitely one of them. I think Ryan Reynolds has turned into a massive sports fan. He um, has. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. It, he didn't seem to be that invested, but he's. He's. I think he's getting over to as many games, if not more, yeah. than, than Max Rennie yeah. is. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things you, you wish them luck, because um, there, there will come bumps in the road. There will come, you know, a scrutiny on it. Especially if they hang around with around, around Salford for long enough, um, I'm sure there'll be loads of scrutiny. Um, but don't worry about it. Their owners sit in the house and scream watching the telly when they could be down the road watching them live. Um, loser of the week. Go on, Dick. I'll let you go first. Well, um, it had to be Spurs, really. In this, I mean, I made this pick before before it, it got even more farcical today with. Uh, Sacking the caretaker manager and moving on to caretaker manager number two, who by the way was standing right next to caretaker manager number one when all the when all the shit yeah. was flying around yeah. yesterday, trying to advise him as to what to do next to stem the bleeding sort of thing. It was I mean, it was it was absolutely insane. I mean, I know you get these sort of, you know, purple patches teams, you know, twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes. But um they were just at sixes and sevens and they just made I mean, we talk about how Liverpool are easy to play against, but like Spurs were like statues there in the first 20, 25 minutes. I mean, just just 
just capitulated. Um, I mean, he, 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 I guess, you know, he made, he made a tactical switch, didn't he? He played a 4-4-2. They were saying that before the game that, you know, uh, I think Conte had tried it a long, long time ago, but they, they'd had so many number of consecutive games where, where that hadn't been the formation. And, um, yeah, it just, it was, if anything blew up in, in someone's face spectacularly, it was, it was that yesterday, but, but like, that's, that's not really in isolation, is it? I mean, they, 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 they've just been, how they're above, it just shows how bad we've been really that they're still above us. I mean, we, we're, we're a Liverpool podcast and we're, we're talking about how, how sort of, you know, how ridiculously bad spares are, but they are, they are still there above us at the end of the day. And the, 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 technically better poised to try and challenge for top four than we are. But um yeah, I I, I mean we, we spoke a few weeks ago about like, you know, which would be the better jobs to, you know, to try, you know, for the likes of a say a Brendan Rogers or whatever, um, to look and, and, and try and sort of position themselves for and uh I I, I I don't know. I think I think I actually said Spurs was a better was a better sort of job to go for than than Chelsea, but when you see stuff like that yesterday, and you just think like, is Kane going to just decide that's it now? You know, he's got probably a very small window to go off and and go to another club. Like Son, just seems his better days are behind him. Um, yeah, they're just Loris is, you know, he's 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 not been doing he's it for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just finished about three years. Yeah, he's. Like he, he offers nothing for them, um, yeah. There's, they're, they're just, uh, uh, albeit they're sitting in fifth place in the league, they just like look like a total mess. And um, maybe Ryan Mason can galvanize, galvanize the troops. And you know, he's had enough bleeding goals, are Yeah, we're speaking. I, I'm mindful we're speaking sort of six days before they come to Anfield, so you never like to. Ten fate on these things, and but um, no, they they were absolutely they were embarrassed from start to finish yesterday, and um, they they like you couldn't even come close to to being to beating Spurs for loser of the week for me. It's <clears throat> it's interesting because like you know I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't see the start of the game right. Um, I was down I was down the shop, came back, walked into the house, and just happened I was. Put the kettle on, put on these, you know, football app scores, and just went what? Six. It was set. There was seven minutes and something on the clock. And it was two and in. I was like, what is going on here? Then it was three. Then I was like, what is going? On? And I, I just threw it on the telly to see if this mayhem. When I stuck the telly on, it was just going three 0 They were showing the replays, and you could see this guy on the side of the pitch and Mason beside him trying to, and they're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, why are you fucking nine minutes? Why are you fucking nodding? At? Get something done here. But it made me think then afterwards, you know, when you see sports since Conte left, and that was, I suppose I'll ask you, see what you think. Was Conte, was a lot of Conte's job trying to keep a lot of issues maybe in that dressing room under wraps and smoothing things out? Because it just looks to me like, and from watching the game yesterday and speaking to a couple of sports fans, um, I do a show on Bookmakers TV and Jamie on there is very honest about sports and what goes on. Is could it be a case of this is just impossible to find someone to fix? Like, it looks to me like there's just, you know, I don't know if it's Kane, Son, whoever. And 
there's just so no, many problems just, there and it's just they're just they're just throwing themselves the problems are throwing themselves out there now they're not like like every manager that's been in the door there and, and gone out the door like they're not bad managers not all of them some of them are crap but, but not all of them like they like they did look there's, there's probably an argument that they don't hold on pochettino now whether that's a case of um hearing the same voice for too long and it just grown weary on them or else them actually down on tills on a fella who done an absolutely unbelievable job for them. He's actually mm-hmm. probably gonna go to Chelsea uh now. But I mean, Conte's fucking going to rant has has turned out to be right, really, hasn't it? Um when you go back and fucking listen to him, there's a certain quality of player, there's a certain type of player and, and like when the going gets tough, like they don't they, they don't fancy you. Like the kind there like like he's he's probably I listen. I didn't see the game yesterday. I was on the golf course, thank God. And I was just saying, Dick, I was giving me the updates and our WhatsApp telling me how insane it was. And I kept checking my phone. Then every time I flicked on live scores, another goal gone in. But like, you know all this, you know all this. Like this fella, this fella at the back Romero. Like Cardigan anointed him as the fucking next best fucking thing since sliced bread there earlier on the season. The fella's a fucking lunatic. All he does go around boot people getting yellow cards, getting sent off. Fucking. I, I, I don't see it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm conscious like Dicko said we played him in six days, but thankfully they have a game before that to get that mm. manager bounce on Thursday night. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd fancy us at home all that. How did he play on Thursday? We play United on Thursday. Um, right. Interesting. Having said that, I reckon Sunday could be like two bald men fighting over the count, to be honest with you. Um, how bad we are as well. But <laughs> I, 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 just think, I just think, I honestly just think that when you, you sit back and fucking like Conte was right because how oh, well, I know I know he went in he ran he strolled into that fucking press conference going I'm getting myself the sack here but like I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I don't think he said it and I don't think he said it and there that was wrong and and it's after being proven now like Dicko said how the fuck his assistant stayed in the job after Conte went and now they're after giving it to the fella who was his assistant uh, after sacking this fella is just fucking mental but Ryan, Ryan Mason is literally just hanging around that club going, listen, I'll just do a job when, when the, all these yeah. boys get sacked. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to hold any sway until they're on they're on the tour, this is the tour manager, whatever it is this season. Ryan Mason would be the tour man in charge, would he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's yeah. their big dunk. That's what he that's, is. That's exactly what he is. He's, he's Tottenham's Duncan Ferguson. But just watch just and I know they're coming to Anfield and Liverpool like Liverpool need to win every game between the end now and the end of the season to have any chance of getting top four and you know Spurs play United a draw there or something probably does Liverpool you know you want to be the least amount of points behind toward or fourth um, as you go but just watching that Spurs side like they, they, when they were building this squad you were kind of Heiberg is a bit of a leader Kane is a Kane is a leader he leads by example you know, he, he is, you know, he does that. Son, son, you know, this, that, and you know, Kulisevsky came in and looked great last season. You know, um, Bentancourt was a big loss for them. Um, it's Bentancourt, isn't it? He plays midfield. He's yeah, really, yeah, really good. Yeah. He was a big loss for them. But then when you look at the defenders, you're like, don't trust any of them. Don't trust any of them. The goalkeeper is an absolute walking disaster and has been. I agree with you. I think he's been, you said three, I think that's been generous in how long he's been a walking disaster. Like he comes off at half time and they're saying, oh, he had a hip problem. No, but the problem with his arms, mm. his arms and his all parts of his body was an issue at the weekend because he was just all over the place. He, and 
it's seen and we've seen this before where Larice has had got pops off different players walking off pitches and stuff like that. And I just feel looking at that sports side that Conte for me, the rant and whatever. <coughs> but I think Conte could see the issues there. Not only in, in their mentality as to, you know, win things and stuff like that. I think more of the harmony in there or the or the the togetherness, do you know what I mean? Or the willing to work for not work for each other, but probably work for the people, the managers in place. I think he's seen that. And I think that's starting to show because like Conte goes and if Conte was the issue, the players should really go, right, let's let's go and make a real go with his top four. And let's 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 try get this and get behind this fella for the rest of the season. But if Con if that's Conte's assistant, obviously they're gonna have an issue with him as well. So that's yeah. and then and then when you look at the players at the weekend, they just not even trying to go like just strolling around. Newcastle didn't have to do loads to score six goals, did he? There was there, well, there was a couple of decent goals. I mean, I think it was a <coughs> goal. yeah, but Dicko, they were getting from. They were getting from the edge of their box to the edge of Spores' box in three passes with, with yeah, Spores with yeah. 10 men behind the ball and were doing it easily. Yeah. I mean, there were some quality finishes. I mean, look, they, they everything fell right for them. But as I said, they, you know, it was kind of statuesque stuff from Spurs. There was nothing, they, you know, they, they, they were just playing around them like it was some sort of training exercise almost. It was, it was, it was absolutely shambolic. I mean, if if you're a Spurs fan and you went, you know, you took the efforts and the trouble to travel up to that game and you're standing there five nil down after 21 minutes or whatever, <clears throat> I mean, you must be absolutely pig sick. I mean, I think some of them left actually. The, the camera went up there. Yeah. You know, you oh, would yeah, be, be on your way out and you'd just be, if, if, you, if you were there for the night, you'd just be, you'd be going on the lash straight away. You wouldn't even go to a pub which was showing the game, would you? But but you know what the thing is like it makes me think back to when Spurs beat Liverpool four one. It was at Wembley, wasn't it? When Spurs were having their stadium rebuilt. Yes, and yeah. that was September two thousand and seventeen, and we were all we we were watch, all watching that. And you're saying to yourself, Liverpool need a centre half because Lovren was whipped after twenty five, wasn't he? Um, he was. And you, you're kind of going, we have this, and we have that. But we need someone commanding there, and you're seeing the change from January two thousand eighteen right up till today. You know, with other players added in, but that's not the case with sports. Like sports go in and sign a really good centre half. That doesn't change them, because with that Liverpool side, you could see them trying and they could get goals and they could win games and they could do this. But that sports side looks to me like they just they just stopped. It's just like no, we're done. We're not playing for this fella. Ryan Mason will come in and people will go, fucking Ryan Mason again. Look at this fucking Egypt for another seven games. And he'd be gone. And who else is coming in? Pochettino's being linked with with Chelsea. You know, it just feels to me like there's loads to do there. And then you have the owners thrown yeah. in. Are they trying to sell and, part of it? It's, it feels a bit all over the place. And, and the other thing was, let's not forget, like this was a, it was a, essentially a six-pointer against a rival for a Champions League spot to go and play Champions League football next season. It wasn't like it was some kind of, you know, dead rubber or, you know, they were kind of in Chelsea's position in the table and they were playing Newcastle. They, they, they could have, you know, they could have put themselves firmly back in the conversation and then with United coming up, like it was... They they had it there ahead of them to try and get yeah. themselves back in the in the argument, and and even that as a motivation wasn't enough for them to overcome whatever's going on behind the scenes. Mm. Um, 
it's it's a it's a mad one, and I'm sure you know sports play United towards you to play us Sunday, um, well, and that'll shape the season because you'll only have five games left after that, and you will really know where sports mm-hmm. stand. I hope they I hope they get a draw on towards you and be bashed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll absolutely settle for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Look, moving away from sports, um, we do another another winner. Who, who's done a winner? Uh, w, who's done a winner? Dicko, what's yours? Um. I've completely forgot. David Moyes. Oh, David Moyes. Yeah, David Moyes, yeah. Um, I was going to say West Ham, but I thought specifically Moisey, to be honest with you. Um, because like when you see a lot of the carnage that's gone on down the bottom this season, you know, we, so we were only on a few weeks ago and we were going through the, the bottom of the table and how compressed and condensed it was. And now actually in the space of just a few weeks, you know, a lot of teams have put a certain amount of daylight yeah. between themselves yeah. and kind of a bottom f- bottom f- what, five, I think it is now. Um, and West Ham and David Moyes are one of those that have kind of, you know, they've got enough points on the board to, to ease the pressure a little bit. They're not out the woods yet. I don't think any of them teams completely can switch off now. I mean, Bournemouth, for example, this weekend, you know, they, 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 you know West Ham obviously hammer them. That you know they've got, they look like Bournemouth might have enough points, but you know bad run, and they, you can easily get sucked back in. But but West Ham, I mean, they're, they're juggling obviously the conference football, the demands of the conference football, playing Thursday, Sundays. Um, but they, you know, they've navigated the path it looks like to relative safety, and now obviously they're in a European semi-final uh, again. Um, and, and and you've got to give Moisey credit. I mean, I thought I think I got a text about three weeks ago. Someone said he he'd been he'd been sacked or he'd gone. Obviously, that was sort of false information because he did seem to be on the brink. You know, he did seem to be, you know, sort of um, on the edge. But he, he seems to have rode through the storm. And when you see, you know, all the different managers that have lost the jobs down there and clubs that have lost patience, I mean, it just shows that. He obviously had plenty enough uh, credit in the bank from last season. You know, they did. You know, they did what finish seventh, I think it was. So, you know, maybe that went in some way, whereas other managers didn't have the same kind of level of patience that maybe would have helped them to navigate themselves out of out of the bottom sort of relegation fight. But yeah, Moisey, I mean, you know, you've got to give it to him. Well, he's gone through, you know, all the way back to. You know why he went through at United and stuff. He's done a great job at West Ham. So, yeah, I think this week you've got to give him a pat on the back. They've still got plenty to play for, and um, who knows? They might get to a European final. Okay, um, Dick, all those people giving out about you in the chat because of static coming <laughs> off you and sound belting out your speakers, and I don't know what you've done. Um, it sounds like a loose cable. He said, but uh, I don't know. Plug yourself out and plug yourself back in, Dick. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, but Wizard says Moyes just needs to win the Conference League and stay out of relegation. There's so much room for error that it's the perfect job um in the Premier League. Um Davo Moyes is a winner of the week. They go away because I, I fancy Barmouth to beat them. I'm being honest with you, but they go and hammer Barmouth. And mm. in doing so puts them I think it might be a point ahead of Barmouth, but they've a game in hand. And like mm. Dicko said, there's teams starting to pull away there. Barmouth sit on thirty three. They're five clear of five clear of um Everton. Um, six clear of Forest. Uh, there's just there's, a, there's the likes of what 
West Ham, <laughs> Wolves. It's all happening for Dico. Like he's just wrecking yeah. the gaff now. Right? Um, for anybody watching now or listening back later and going, what is going on? Dico is up ending the race. Um, but Davo, there is teams pulling away, but and he was under serious, serious pressure. But he's turned around. He's got some wins. One more will probably do him in the league, and one more win in the league keeps him up. And then he has that, and we, we snickered that conference, but like. If he wins that, does he get a spot in the Europa League next season? I presume he does. Yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm 99.9% sure you do. But to be honest with you, Gav, I don't want to be pissing on Moise's chips or whatever, but I'm not sure it's going to be enough. I think the fans want him out. Um, I think if he wins that Conference League, he might stay. Mm. But from the stuff I listen to, kind of totally football pod, to have the West Ham fan on there, and uh, from from everything he's kind of saying is I'm not sure Moy's going to be in the job. Uh, keeping him in the league, I don't think is going to be enough. They don't like how he plays. They fucking they just they've torn they a lot like of players as well though. Um, what do you mean they've t- they've they've torn? Yeah, the I've, torn I've seen players. I've seen some West Ham fans talk about and although right okay, Moyes never plays the nicest brand of football, but yeah. he kind of had West Ham hopping last season and then, you know, the, the Europe, Europe, European stuff last season as well kind of caught up with them, didn't it? But I've seen a lot of them torn on players where you go, geez, I didn't expect them to do that. Like some, like Fornals, you know, who's been a good player for them, different players, Suchek has been torn on a little bit. So I get the idea of not liking Myers, but at the same time, you know, some players might have let him down as well. I'm not. I'm not here to tell you to keep. But look, they, they, they spent big. They spent big. They spent yeah. big money on that Scamacca centre forward. It hasn't worked out for him. He's gone back to, uh, to and tested Antonio. I think he's. I think he's kind of found somewhere. Listen, I'd be lying. I haven't watched an awful lot of them. I'm just listening to stuff about them and you read bits and bobs. I think he kind of has Paqueta maybe playing off him a little bit, and that seems to have worked because he was kind of lost for a while. Paqueta. Um, but like they've absolutely turned it around in the league, and if like. Like if if staying in the league is what you want, you keep Moyes there. Unfortunately, I think West Ham want to be entertained a little bit more. And look, I'm we when we're not there, I always remember it being when Mick McCarthy was managing Ipswich. I'm off on a bit of a tangent here. He had like the fifth smallest budget in the championship, and he was getting them in and around the playoffs every year. But the fans wanted him out because he said it was absolutely fucking dreadful to watch. And their argument was, listen, we're the ones paying and sitting watching this every week. Lo and behold, they sacked McCarthy and got relegated. But they still said, no, it was the right thing to do to sack him because we were we, we couldn't look at it anymore. It's mm. probably not that extreme for Moyes at West Ham, but from everything I kind of hear about him on different podcasts, I'm, I'm not sure he's going to be there, Gaff. Uh, yeah. so much, like and, I said, now, winning that conference league uh, might just keep him there, mm. but... Um, I, 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 I wouldn't be I wouldn't be overly sure who have they got in the semi-final of that did they get Fiorentina I haven't a clue now, now just before I go on Dicko has muted himself now right so if Dicko can press it's the unmute off. button right we should be getting back because I've seen him messing my headsets and also could go really well here if he can manage to unmute himself he has muted himself he's talking to yeah. us now um, on mute, yeah, he's talking to us, but he's on mute he's definitely on mute because it says it on my screen the best thing for him to do would be to drop out and come back in that's the best thing to do. There you go. Um, he will be back in a second. But I suppose West Ham fans are looking at this league, Davo, as well, and looking down and going, like, Southampton are abysmal. Yeah. Right? Everything aren't much better. Forest, um, Bournemouth are darn great. Leicester got a win, but they're fucking shocking. And West Ham are looking at the money they've spent and the amount of years they're in the league. 
and saying we shouldn't be down there with them. Because like they shouldn't be. They shouldn't, they shouldn't yeah, be. they should they absolutely shouldn't they, be. And they're probably argue look, Leicester shouldn't be anywhere near down there. Well, the, yeah, you could argue that as well, but the, but but they're like they're probably looking at Newcastle and saying, Look at them up there. Now I know Newcastle are a fucking different entity now, but when you look at the money spent but I'd say between West Ham and Newcastle over the last five years, it would be very, very similar, I think. I could be way off, but it feels to me like West Ham spend a lot of money. And I look and go, but well, they've spent the same as us. And look at them. You know what I mean? So they probably need, they feel like they need just, a new direction. I just, yeah, I just think, honestly, right, yeah, I might laugh at this, right? I think since moving to that stadium, I think that stadium will always, might change in fucking 10 or 15 years time, but I think that stadium will always mean that West Ham are two or three games away from a crisis because the fans hate it and it's a mm. kip. It's yeah. a running shagger. Unless they do some serious renovations to it and turn it into a football stadium. Yeah. Say, I haven't been in it, but even looking at games on the TV... I can see it, how far you are away even as an yeah, away fan. But fucking, it, it fucking annoys me looking at games on the telly in the place. It's a fucking yeah. shy place for football. Well, if you're, in the, front, if you're in the front row well. of the away section, you're still about yeah. 25 metres away. From the yeah. from the end line, terrible. Fucking you know, it's, terrible. it is so, it is desperate. But that's, I, I just I just think that like it's a big fucking what would you call it? It's like a big elephant in the room for like they're in this. You know, I know financially it made absolute sense for them. They got it for a song. Mm. Um, it absolutely made sense for them. But I'm just talking about from the fan aspect, fan aspect of it. Um, moving from uh, a very intimidating ground uh, up the park. Right in on top of you to go into that, and I just think the fans fucking hate it. And yeah, and away teams, I think, enjoy playing. Yeah, and they'll always be just a couple of games away from a fucking crisis because the fans hate the place and want to burn it to the ground. To be honest with you, God, we've seen them fucking running on pitch forward and season tickets up at the director's boxes and yeah, fucking mad kip. It is. Um, Dicko did leave, and then I think he's forgotten how to join back in, which is the crack. Um, but we we leave it for the moment. Um, but look. Just, but just listen, he, as a, just he is he is Dicko Moises Dicko's winner of the week, and absolutely, uh, he's done. He's dragged them over. They'll be absolutely fine, and no danger of going down, which is obviously a primary uh, for them, especially with the season they're after. Kind of having so yeah. Look, whether he can, whether he can keep his job, though, that's it. I'd be more skeptical of that. Mm. Dicko, just um, you're back. Full reboot. Full oh, reboot. Full reboot. It never sounded as good, Dicko. Well, you look crystal clear as well. Um, absolutely amazing. You can nearly see the tags on that wine above your head. Um, <laughs> but just the last thing on, on, on Moyes. 19 crimes. <laughs> 19 crimes. Joe Walsh special. Not so, um, po- not so posh up there now. Career, um, just, just the last thing on West Ham because that was of the opinion that you know, he is the winner of the week because of the result he gets a Bournemouth and probably one more win keeps him safe. But Davo feels that that won't be enough to keep him in the job. Maybe a win in that conference will keep him there, but West Ham fans want a bit more, want to be a bit more entertained and don't want to be fucking scraping around with the likes of Leicester, Everton, Forest, etc. Where do you think his future lies? Yeah, you might. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, what Kev's saying there um, in the comments is. Is, is probably where it's got to now at West Ham. The squad needs a new voice, maybe just needs a bit of a refresh, some new new ideas, some new messaging, maybe one or two new players. Um, you know, it's it's obviously gone a little bit stale in some ways. Where could where could Moisey land? I mean, if if he if he ultimately goes from there, uh, I suppose it depends. You know, um, say if Leicester stay up, 
you know, maybe he could go to a Leicester. You know, what I mean that 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 wouldn't be a bad fit in my opinion for him to go somewhere like that. I mean, I could see him. I, I, I could I, see him being sacked, and then hanging around till one of the teams that come up have a bad start yeah. the next season. Fucking, you, know who, mm-hmm. you know where he ends up? He ends up back at West Ham next February when the new fella comes in and all the messages fall on deaf ears and the lads fucking it's not working <laughs> out. The fans are going mad and they. <laughs> And they're second bottom, and then and then he, he comes. And Ryan Mason's taking a year out to yeah. find himself in Australia. He can't like, do it. It's, fucking, so. it's, it's happened already. It's a perpetual groundhog day for boys and West Ham and West Ham fans. I'm telling you. Uh, but do, do you just, think just like Roy, do you just think like Roy and his success at yeah. Palace? Do you think he survives it though? Do you think he, he's West Ham manager to start next season? It'd be hard if they win that European trophy. It'd be hard to bin him off, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I'd say he'd probably get six mm. games next season and then he just got fuck off. Yeah, that'll be the team. Oh, be yeah, the team. no, he'd, he'd definitely yeah. be, if he's there come the start of the season, I'd say he'd be the bookies' favourite to go first. Yes, yeah. He'd be gone by the middle of, middle 15th of September, like, you know. Um, look, that's Moyes. He does get, he, he is one of our winners of the week. Um, Moyes, back in the, with Everton in the championships as Megan McCallion, he'd be mad to go there. He'd be mad. Like, genuinely, um, Anyway, we haven't spoken enough, actually, lads, just quickly, right? I know we've one more to go, and I know that was in bed in a half an hour. But Bill Kenroyd's statement was fucking sensational, oh, wasn't it? I haven't read I I, you'll, you'll need to fill me in, because I've seen so, so much. So, basically, basically, this support group, um, not a support group, that sounds wrong, like it's a support yeah. group for fan. Um, all together now, or something, they were called, put out an open letter about everything, yeah. the state they're in, blah, 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 blah. Bill Kenroy took it upon himself to reply to it. Um, I'm sure I could get, I'd probably find it on the, on the, get it on the screen or get it up in front of me. But he, he puts forward the most sarcastic, fucking um, passive-aggressive response, right, I've ever seen, right? He starts off by thanking them for um, inquiring about his health, mm-hmm. right? He does that, and then he and then he goes through it, and he says stuff like, um, "He says, uh, you know, I got you a millionaire, even when you a billionaire, even when you thought I wasn't looking for one. You know, you'd have to read it, Dicko. It's absolutely sensational stuff, and he puts it out the day before the Palace game. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't wait. He just goes, I oh, know what, I'm putting this out on Friday even, and let 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 it roll. But he, he's he's like, your your day will call me saying to the to the fans and." Um, he, he basically says, and uh, if we weren't doing the best we could, why why do you think Frank Lampard went up up the steps at Goodison into the director's box to salute and embrace the people that supported him most during last season? And like it, basically saying, your fan, the fans, fuck off. It was us five or six in the boardroom that made Frank get us there, get us over the line. It's the most the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and he's just like, it's. You'd have to read it. It's absolutely insane, Davo. You've seen it. You've read it. Um, yeah, look, I, 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 I've, I've already read a bit of it. But it was more the video I fucking tagged you on on Twitter with the lads where he gets out of the car and the lads are asking where the air the money is. <laughs> but, he, but, but, but he's he's the same. He's the same in that as the what you said. That the kind of letter is it's passive aggressive. He's over fucking kind of wagging the finger at at, at the lads, but. I listen. I, I, I don't know. It's it's fucking. It's almost like he wants them to get down so he can just ride off into the sunset and say fuck you, isn't it? It's a bit like that. They go. You you have your hand finger more on the pulse. Do you want me? Do you want me? Do you want me to? Do you want me? Do you want me to read it to you, Dicko? Just for the crack, really quickly. Yeah, go on. Yeah. He says here. Hold on, I get it here for you. 
Um, let me see. He's a, he issues a public statement. Um, okay. Uh, sorry, I keep jumping in. I've read your letter to the club. Firstly, can I ask? For, can I thank you for your care and concern regarding my health? You may well know in 2000, April 2015, as a voice of chronic illness that will probably be with me for the duration. This is pretty inevitably only the start of a journey where the issues usually increase, and they have. What 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 you may also know is that most people find a spirit that will not give in and hopefully not be beaten. Sometimes not sometimes not easy, and there are many worse off than me. If I may, I will take this opportunity to address a couple of points from the rest of your letter. The chairman does not run the football club. Right, so not his fault. None of this is his, his fault, fault, right? His fault. <laughs> uh, we have a chief executive who does that, and it's it's true with most clubs. In my in the eyes of most of the football world, Denise is amongst one of the best of the best. The truth is, she has to deal with. She has to be, sorry. The truth is, she has to be to deal with every other Premier League club coast with in a usually competitive environment. In addition to the problems that the world has thrown at us over the last three years, closer to home in the last year or so. You may think it is not a massive uh, challenge to relentlessly push forward the new stadium currently taking shape on the wa- waterfront, but I promise you it is. Financiers <laughs> amongst your group will tell you why. Right? So he's basically going, go out and find the financier there in your group that wrote the letter and see what the story is, right? You write <laughs> that the rumours you, you, tell you from well-placed and trustworthy sources that investment is imminent. Right now, that could be half right, a quarter right, etc. But that has been the situation for some time now. Again, those of you who know about who know about raising hundreds of millions in investment will tell you it's a relentless journey, where where hope where hopes to build are built and squashed in a heartbeat. So he's basically gone. Uh, have you got loads of people in your group that raises loads of money? And if you don't, fuck yeah. off, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's basically what he's saying, right? But it's it's amazing. But it's a quest that we undertake relentlessly, and we will succeed. We are succeeding. Farhad and myself are on it hourly, along with the board and its advisors. They're not ringing each other every year. For what the, for what for what you believe for what you believe to be the best interest club, you're committed to the removal of the board, as you've shown. For me, the horror of seeing Grant Ingalls, our chief financial officer, and Graham Sharp being attacked is more than difficult to comprehend. Putting your chairman on a bedsheet in a disaster in a distasteful way is something that, although it hurts, I have to get used to. But Grant and Sharpie on banners, the short window you refer to will right the short the short window you refer to will you and Fair be helped by the removal of the report. Have you ever pondered whether your managers and players would agree with that? Whether Frank would have rubbed his hands in glee last year at the thought, rather than rushing to the director's box to acknowledge where the biggest support had come from? And what about the clubs around us? Are they thinking, the Everton board is gone, it's going to be easier for us now? I'm confident of the answer on these both of these questions. Finally, there is one undisputable fact. Your board cares. It's not nice going through what we have gone through, and it hasn't stopped the work rate the desire to grow and improve the loyalty to this club and to Evertonians. I've said this, I've often said that I would never deny the right to protest at any football fan, especially Evertonians. I know inevitably your day will come. Um, Just as I knew, I would find you a billionaire when the loud and long protest claimed I wasn't even looking. In the meantime, I thank you again for worrying about my health problems. In truth, a week off would be great, but I can't see it happening, as it hasn't happened for many years. I wish you, I wish, sorry, I wish you, what I've wished ever every Evertonian since I joined the Blue family nearly seven decades ago. 
a happy weekend. The season end we all hope for and a return to better days after. Incredible. Absolutely <laughs> so incredible. So David Brent. So so he's basically gone through this and went, uh, thanks for your letter. You know, I wasn't well. I'm grand though. I'm going to fight this off like I'm going to fight you off. I don't want anyone to protest, but I'm going to fucking stop you. Um, can you point out um, some financiers or people experienced within your group that wrote that letter that have experience in raising hundreds of millions of pounds? You claimed I wouldn't get you a billionaire, and I fucking did, right? <laughs> um, none, of, none of this staying up last season had anything to do with any of those pricks. It was me and the board that Frank fucking knew. Um, if, basically, if none of you were in the stadium and six of us, we're sitting in the Gladys. We still would have stayed up. Basically, <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> fucking More bad. Bad, like, So I just thought I'd read a whole thing out, especially with Dicko here, because yeah. he'll play that back to Mad Dicko, and uh, she'll have a great right. time. Like, Pretty how Mad Dicko hasn't been onto you and um, reading this out yet on an hourly basis? <laughs> me and Farhad are on an hourly. They're not on an hourly. They're not. They're simply not. Right? It's fucking Farhad Mashiri has no interest in everything. Like, no, he sees, he sees, he sees the ago. fucking, he sees the number coming in from the reception, right, and goes, I'm not answering that. Fuck off. I would say he's got a, a, every 0151 number blocked. Even if it's, even if it's, even if it's like just e ringing him to say his field is on the way, doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> just deliver. It. I'm not answering the phone. Um, it's it's so fucking unreal. But look, we got off on a massive tangent there. But um, fair play, Bill. Um, he didn't, men- he didn't give blues. any credits to the dog either, did he? That's, no, that's the we, we gave loads of credit to the dog last week. Apparently, the dog, apparently the dog now is walking in the skies. He heads <laughs> off to, up to New Brighton and all sorts of stuff to try to get a walking piece in. But do you know what the best thing was, right? The, I read about the dog. Right, sorry, we're on another one. The dog, right? Apparently, the dog has fuck all to do with everything. Was just on a normal Saturday walk <laughs> and got dragged into the whole thing last season. <laughs> so it wasn't like they produced the dog. It was just a dog happened to be walking near everything's ground one Saturday, and all of a sudden he went, "That, that is the dog. That is the fucking dog that's going to save us." So absolutely madness. But um. It was probably called Rapper as well. We didn't even realize. Oh, stop! It's so fucking good. And then, and then, like you know. To to tell people that flares and stuff like that and smoke bombs is copyright behaviour and then produce an alsation um in the middle of it while they're doing that was was it incredible. Has to but, go down, Gav. It has to happen this season. Well, if they don't, I, I'm I'm keep. I won't get too much into because I know Dava has to get out of here. But if they don't go down, they're fucked because they're going to end up with a points deduction or they're going to end up with a transfer ban. And either of them means that that squad's not staying in the Premier League. And if they go down that stadium, they won't be in it. I don't care anyone said they they will not afford to be in that. It's an absolute noose around the neck. Anyway, loser of the week. Who's loser are we on to? What the moin? It's, it's all kind of tied in a bit. We went for Leeds. I just yeah. think that fucking jeez, uh, they've had a bad week. Like they fucking like it's been really bad. Like they've had a bad couple of weeks with the uh, what was that up? There was a what was a six and a six and a five, wasn't it? And then two of the weekends. So just think. I, I think, I think Leicester will be fine out. It's like I think Forest, Forest and Southampton will go, and I think it's one from the the three of Leicester, Everton, and uh, Leeds, yes. and I would fancy Leicester the strongest out of them three because they've goals in them. There is goals in Leicester. <coughs> you know, they can that that keeper's dog shit. 
not great at the back. But they've goals. Um, Dean Smith's back starting Vardy, although he went off at half time with, with an injury the other day. Ian Acho starting to score goals um, for them. And they've they've some tidy players, Leicester. Uh, Everton and Leeds, I'm not so sure, but it's been it's been an awful week for Leeds. I just I thought especially I just thought it was gonna be one of them funny things happens in football that at the league and a load of goals in the last two games, they actually might have went out and got a clean sheet, but that yeah. keeper, my fucking god. I know Joe Wayman, Cav, friend of the pod and all that is uh, very high up in this keeper, but I think he might be a bit lower down than my I, I don't see it. He's gone to pieces. Of, yeah, a lot of talk of uh, bigger clubs looking at him and all that. Now, listen, to give him his jewels, he is only young. Um, and for a goalkeeper, they obviously mature a little bit later. But like, And he pulled off a couple of good saves in the game, but he fucked two of them in. And you just, you can't do it down there. He looks devoid of all confidence. Uh, they all do fucking, um, don't look like, I actually, th- I actually, I think your man Harrison's a good player. Bamford knows where the net is, so does uh, Rodrigo, but, Apart from that, I just yeah, man, Fairpo is one of the worst players I've ever seen. Mm. One of the worst fucking players I've ever seen, and I just Can't think, but actually not too bad. Farm boys had a quick look. There's actually five teams worse than the in the farm mm. table for the last six games, but I just think they're in. That's three defeats in a row uh, at a bad time to be getting them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just I I think that I think they're fucking dropping like the stone and if I would. I think Everton might just find a way to get out, just just to get out far bottom. And I think Leeds might Leeds might be fucking Leeds might be in trouble. The thing for me with them is you have to give a chance yourself a chance to gain points. Mm. There's teams down there that don't score goals but don't concede a lot. Everton are one of them, right? When you actually look at it, Everton can see it on average when they get beaten, probably two goals, right? But they're not scoring enough. Leicester. <laughs> losing, I think Leicester, and this is just from my own memory, Leicester losing games by our goals everywhere, making mistakes, losing. But Leeds are getting back 5 1 at home, 6 1 at home. All right, they get beaten 2 1, wasn't it, away at, at Fulham? But they're not giving themselves a chance. They're 2 0 down before they, they start getting back into it. They're not giving themselves the chance to not only win games, but just take anything from games. And that's the worrying thing for me. Like Leicester have brought in this Dean Smith. You know, they're beating that Man City, but who isn't, you know, at this stage. Mm. But they get that win against Wolves. I think they go 1-0 down against Wolves. Yeah, actually. they go behind yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and, they, back, and they, they win, win the game. And that's going to be massive for them. That's that's a real case of if we go 1-0 down next week, don't worry about it. We can keep going here. And they might get that little bounce. Forrest, Forrest are mad because they've that many players, you don't know who's going to turn up every week. And something could click. Literally, something could click for Forrest twice this season, for the remainder of this season, and keep them up. Do you know what I mean? Two wins. Genuinely, two wins could keep you up here. Because they're not, no one's picking up points. But for Leeds, and I said it to Joe, and I'll say it again, the reaction in games to either going ahead or going behind is appalling. They go behind, heads go, bang, they're 2-0 down. They go ahead, you know, they're pegged back. They get a goal back against Liverpool, what do they do? Tore them for goal, bang. The reaction is awful. And what happens is then, it's just a snowball effect. And the problem is, it's not like you would have seen a Bournemouth a couple of years ago where Bournemouth have a good run. Then they might go about eight without a win. But then they come back and they win four of the next six. And they'll, you know, they just keep getting enough wins in certain parts of the season where it'll keep them up. Leeds to me look like they go into every game. If they go a goal up, they're not confident of holding on to it. If they go a goal down, their heads go. And before you know it, they're two and three down. I, if, I said Forest, I said Southampton, and I said Bournemouth. Now Bournemouth have pulled away. 
if you're counting, if you're discounting Bournemouth because I think one more win does it for them, mm. you would have to make Leeds favourites to go down now. As much as Everton have been appalling, Everton looked to me like they're in a game against Palace. Do you know what I mean? They were in a game against Fulham and gave away a goal and subsequently gave away a third one. But they look like they're in games more for me. And Leeds right now, I don't know who I think I don't think they have the best run in it. They've cup they've no. really they've really kind of crucial games coming up here. Two. Um after the Fulham game. I think they play about three teams around them. Play, yeah, they're playing Leicester tomorrow, which yeah. is massive. And then they're playing Bournemouth at the weekend. Yeah, so they have and, got and, games. And you'll know, and you'll know where they stand pretty much after those two games because. Yeah. The but rest if, Le- of the if game... Leicester win that, sorry, if Leicester if Le- they play Leicester, is that right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Tomorrow. If Le- if Leicester win that, it's between for me, it's between Everton and Leeds who goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Leicester go to thirty-one and be confident enough over their last six to get two more wins. And then they play Everton and Leicester at the weekend. So Leicester yeah. can get themselves out of this. Leicester could clear themselves out here. In, yeah. In the yeah. next two games. Yeah. And yeah. Everton are home to Le- No, Leicester are away to Leeds, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. And then they're home to Everton. Yeah. Yeah. Everton yeah. are home to Newcastle and then away to Leicester. So yeah. it, it could be it could be massive. But I just feel I don't know what I don't know what you feel, Dicko. They just feel like me like they haven't got that and gone for them at the minute. No, not even the manager. Like the manager looks a bit like rabbit, rabbit in the headlights type of thing when when the camera goes onto him and they're sort of like suffering these kind of heavy defeats. Um, like literally, the next two games, I think, will tell us. We'll know pretty much by this time next week where where they stand. It, like after that, they've got they've in the last few games they've got to play City, Newcastle, and Spurs. So mm. there's. There's, I don't think there's really any gimmies in those last few games. They've got to, they've got to get, they've got to target six points in the next two games. If they don't come out of the next two games with at least four points, mm. they're in, they're in serious, serious Brian, trouble. Really. Brian O'Halloran says, um, Everton, Newcastle at home, Leicester away, Brighton away, City at home. That's a fucking awful run of four games. And then they yeah. finish with Wolves away. And Bournemouth at home. But it could be too late at that stage. Uh, Emmett says Leicester have Leeds, Everton, Fulham, Liverpool, Newcastle, West Ham. Which is a bit kinder. Yeah. Um, Only because Newcastle could have a job done. Liverpool mightn't have a job to do. Um, Fulham are in that kind of no man's land. Um, and West Ham could be and West Ham could be fucking clear of relegation. So that's yeah, a bit... looking at European football, I mean, the other thing Leicester have got going for them is obviously the manager. I think you know Dean Smith's come in. He's 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 steered Villa to safety from a difficult position in the past. You know, he's he's kind of he's done things that you know Javier Garcia hasn't done. So yeah, um, Emma, sorry, yeah. Leeds have City, Newcastle, and Spurs in three of the last four games. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 your only your only hope is that Newcastle have already secured top four and have stopped, and Spurs just have no chance and have stopped. Do you know the sort of way? Um, but I, 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 it is, it is looking like it's boiling down to Leeds and Everton. I just, I just hope, I just hope upon hope that it somehow by hook or by crook it, it, it comes down to. You know, goal difference sort of points or whatever, and Everton go down. You really want something on the last day here, don't you? Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think I will. I think it will go to the last day. I think that's probably. I'll be great. I'll be, be shocked yeah. if it doesn't. I'll be shocked. Well, if the it thing, the thing the is, day. the thing is, if you look at that, usually with those three, you'll find someone that'll find, you know, two wins and a draw in the next five, and then they're they're fine. Do you know what I mean? They've picked up yeah. seven, while the other teams are picking up one and two points. 
That's the problem for Lee. It's got heat. I think. The, I, think the, I think. The, the, I think. I think forests are an issue, though. I think forests might still be an issue because I. I don't know what forest fixtures are, but forests are just a bit mad. They are mad. They're yeah, they can't. I know that. I know that. But I'd, I'd be interested to see forests home games that they have left. <laughs> Away games are appalling. And, and Liverpool, playing, playing Brighton, Forest, 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 Forest have Brighton at home, Brentford away, Southampton at home, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home, Palace away. So the home games are Brighton, Southampton, Arsenal. There's a lot of mid-table. There's a lot of mid-table stuff going on in there with teams that might not have anything to play for. Come, yeah. come towards yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. I think I think you're right. I think it might go down to the last day. And I, if I'm picking one, I still think I think it's Leeds. If you're writing off Forest and you're writing off Southampton, I think it's. I, I just look at that and I think to myself, who has not even better squad, just who has what something going for them, anything going for them at the moment, and Leeds don't. They just don't. Dick, I think with the three managers there, Leeds is the worst. Mm-hmm. Out, of the, out of the three teams that it, it's between, Deutsch yeah. is better than them, and so is Dan Smith. Yeah. So, yeah, I could be. Could be like I, the I biggest, actually think it's going to be Leeds. The biggest disappointment, <clears throat> I was actually more disappointed than anything when Arsenal made that comeback the other night was Southampton, you know, where yeah. Southampton would have, would have been. Back into well, they would have, they would have ended up on 26 points, which puts them two mm. off safety. Yeah, yeah. And, and the confidence that that would have given them, you know, on top of that, I mean, obviously the opposite's true now, but they're playing Bournemouth tomorrow night. <clears throat> um, or Sorry, not tomorrow night, on Thursday night, same night as Everton, they're playing Newcastle. Mm. So, you know, Bournemouth, you know, Southampton beaten by they're probably favourites to win that game, Southampton. So don't don't rule them a hundred percent. But that's it. If they, if they were to win and go to twenty if they were to win point. and go to twenty seven points. And Southampton have got to play Forest, so someone's gonna get points from that game as well. Yeah. It's gonna be it's I think it's it's gonna be you could go down to the last day. But I think it'll only go down to the last day. The chance there could go down to the last day with four teams. Um, and yep. we're playing Southampton on the last game of the season, so um, like, don't rule us out. Um, Liverpool, eh? Yeah, away. Are we, oh, yeah, we're away. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 now you have me. Now, now, now the, the horniness meter has just gone up. Um, oh, be, imagine us down on the south coast having a lovely time. <laughs> having a lovely time. Can you imagine the away end of Southampton winning sent Everton down on that oh, last day of the stop, season? Uh, stop it. It'd be unreal. Um, but I, I, I think... I think it's crucial for Leeds to stay up. Forest as well, but I just don't see a way out for Everton. And what we'll do shows during the summer. We always do shows during the summer on different clubs and you know transfers and stuff like that. But I just, I can't, unless Everton get away with this financial stuff, which I don't think they will, because they were literally being shadowed by the league with regards to the finances, and then the league pulled the plug. So something's gone on there. I just can't see if they get any sort of punishment off the back of this how they stay up because that squad doesn't stay up when you can't sign someone and if you get a point deduction people in that squad that are probably our better players are going oh, I'm out of here and your squad aren't staying up they're, they're pissing money away on this stadium and that they can't afford they're losing money hand over fist every year that's why they're in this situation I just think you know six of one half a dozen of the other at this stage for everything um I've really enjoyed We'd that. Prefer them to go down <clears throat> off the or, or, or on a proper season. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. You know, if they yeah, went because down, if, they, if they got a points deduction and went down, it'd be like you know, that was the Reds yeah. that done that, and you know, the, the Copites done that. And, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but look, it's the, Jesus. I, I keep saying it. We do previews on, on the Premier League every week, and you know, we do one on a Friday. But like Jesus, Friday's one's going to be a belter because you're going to have a load of games in between now and then. Um, but go on, give yeah. us your bottom three. Mm-hmm. I'll put you on the spot before we go. Dicko, bottom three. Who, who goes down? Um. I'm going to say, I'm going to throw a wild card in there and I'm going to say, I'm going to say Southampton, Leeds and Everton. Oh, yes, yeah, Forrest getting out. Davo. Yeah. Um, Southampton, Forrest and Leeds. I, I'm going to go Forrest. I'm going to go Forest Leeds Everton. I think Southampton pulled two wins out somewhere. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. And again, should he, should he might as well lock in the three points for the last day of the season anyway? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Especially if Liverpool have nothing to play against. um, Yeah. I mean, mean, the one thing that um, I was reading there earlier, the one thing that Brighton uh, losing yesterday clarified was fifth and sixth for the Europa League now is confirmed and seventh for the conference. So if we can lock ourselves into <coughs> at least sixth come the last game of the season, it's flip-flops time. Yeah. Three points in Southampton. Yeah, absolutely. Right, that has been Winners and Losers. Thanks a million to everyone for watching. Um, we hope you enjoyed the Winners, the Losers and the big statement from, from Big Bill um, that we read out as well. Um <laughs> It was worth the extra 10 minutes. It Gav. was worth the extra 10 minutes. That was okay. That was okay. The VO, no, no, via private WhatsApp. Um, but yeah, look, as, as I said, um, rest of the week, we don't have any show tomorrow night because we're changing over some software systems. So we're not going to chance it because it could go back badly, badly wrong. So we'll be back on Wednesday um, for our full-time Reds after we travel to West Ham. We be, should be here on Thursday with Viewer's Voice. Friday for the Premier League forecast. Off on Saturday. Back on Sunday with uh, full-time Reds and the Fatback Four after we play sports. The charity, um, Breast Cancer Research, it's in the description if you want to donate. If you want to share it, take that link and share it wherever you can. If you want to help us for our golf day by sponsoring a tee box, a long drive, a close to the pin, um, prizes, if you want to send us some spot prizes or you want to send us money and we'll buy the spot prizes, please do that. Oh, he said it on last night, Sean continues to say, it's been so tough this year to get sponsors and stuff like that because times are hard. But if you're if you're an individual or you know a company that might be able to help us out with a couple of hundred quid or whatever it might be, um, the generosity will be very, very much appreciated because every penny on the day raised will go towards breast cancer research. So um as I said, the link there, if you if you have to contact us in any way to try help, lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com. MC was in the chat earlier asking how he joins the Telegram group. If you drop us an email at lfcdaytrippers, um, lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com, we will send you the links to join our Telegram group as well. Um, thanks to Davo. Thanks to Dicko. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Um, where is the, the fucking Arteta money bill? Where is <laughs> the Arteta money? Over now. Podcast Network.